0: As we uh, begin this morning, before we get into God's Word, I uh, want to ask if there are any prayer requests, if there's anything on your heart this morning that you'd like to just mention vocally. If not, an uplifted hand is good for a silent prayer request. We don't have to know. Uh, God knows your heart, and He knows what's in your life, and He knows what you need this morning, okay? So again, before as we begin, uh, any spoken request or any uh, any unspoken by the uplifted hand. Okay? Alright, good. Alright, well bow with me in prayer. We'll open our services this morning and then we'll uh, we'll get into God's Word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of being uh, being in this facility and being here with these men this morning. Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done in their lives this week. Uh, we thank you for the workers here, for the time that they put in to Uh, to this facility, and for making these these ministries and these things available. Heavenly Father, we just pray that the words that are spoken this morning will be spoken to lift you up and to glorify you. And we pray that nothing will be said or done that will not glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This morning, I'm going to be reading from the book of Philippians, chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. The Apostle Paul, as he was writing this letter, was writing to the church. Now, he wasn't writing to just anybody. He was writing to the church. And he was trying to make some corrections. And when I say the church, I'm talking about all of the born-again believers. So this morning, whether you have your name on a church roll or not isn't important. What's important is that God knows you personally, that you know him through Jesus Christ. You've been born again. That makes you one of the church. That makes you one of the church. Beginning with verse 12, Not as though I had already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for also I have apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded, and if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. This morning as we think about this passage and as we read it, it may sound a little confusing the way it's worded. It may be one of those passages where you kind of shake your head and you think, what did he just say? Well, Paul was talking about maturity. He was talking about spiritual maturity. When he says, as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, I'm not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect. In other words, Paul's saying, I haven't completed anything. I haven't completed anything. I haven't gained anything. I haven't done anything. You see, the Apostle Paul was a very rough character in his early life before he was saved. He was a religious man. Paul was a Pharisee. He knew the he knew the Old Testament we could say forward and back. He had it memorized. But when Christ came, he denied and rejected Christ. And he became very violent toward the church. Not only did he become violent, he was hunting down Christians and he was killing them. Or he was having them killed. He was having them tortured to death. So then Paul got saved, and he became he became a preacher. He began preaching and teaching Christ. And in so, as he matured and as he grew in his walk with God, he realized just how little he knew about God. And he realized just how little he knew about Christianity, about Christ, and about the things of God. So as he was writing to the Philippians here and to this church in Philippi, he was letting them know, listen, I, I don't have all the answers I'm not the perfect person. I'm not the be all to everything. That's not who I am. I have to grow. I have to grow. And as we think about growing, and we think about maturing, we have to remember that life is a hard teacher. I think every one of us could relate to that this morning. Every one of us can remember that life is a hard teacher. Each one of us carries some scars of life. Whether those scars are physical or emotional or even spiritual, we carry scars of life. Things that have gone bad in life, decisions that were made that shouldn't have been made, uh, situations that come out in life and work uh, against us. We carry those scars. But we have to admit through those scars and through those difficulties in life we've grown stronger. We've grown a whole lot stronger. And we've grown stronger through the lessons that they've taught us. There's an old saying that maybe you've heard. A lesson hard learned is a lesson well learned. Because the things that we learn from the difficulties in life are things that we don't soon forget. If we pay attention to life and if we learn from it. We're going to mature. We're going to grow. That's what Paul was telling the Philippians. That he was growing. And he was encouraging them to grow as well. He was encouraging them to not look back. When he he says in verse 13... Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or to have grasped a hold of anything. But this one thing I do, there is one thing he says that I can, I can attest to, I can testify to. Forget those things that are behind and reach for those things that are before or in front. If we're going to grow, if we're going to mature this morning... We're going, to, we're going to do so by not looking back at our past. We're going to do so by looking forward at the future. I use this illustration a lot like driving a car. If you're sitting behind the steering wheel of a car, you've got the big windshield in front of you. And you've got the side glasses beside of you. You've got this little mirror up here that's called a rear view mirror that shows you what's behind you. You don't have to know a whole lot about what's behind you, but you have to know a little bit. Now, if you turn around and if you try to drive that car backwards and if you try to use that little mirror to drive it with, it's not going to work. You're going to crash. Same way in life. If we try to live for tomorrow by what we've done in the past, we're going to crash. Look ahead. Look ahead. Look forward. What does God have in store for you moving forward? How, how do we mature? And that, that even applies in my life. How do we mature and how do we move forward? Some things I want to share with you this morning. First, if, if we are maturing and if we are moving forward, we're going to set a right example. And we're going to do it without thinking about it. We're going to do it because our heart's in it, because Christ is in our heart. And in doing so, we're going to do what's called self-examination. We're going to look at ourselves and we're going to ask God to look at our lives. And in doing so, when we ask God to look at our lives, we're going to ask him to show us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And that's important. It's necessary for us to move ahead and not worry about the things and the mistakes that we've made in the past because those things are back there. They're done and I've made my fair share of them too. I've made my fair share of mistakes in the past and that's where they stay. They stay in the past. Thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ, they're covered in the blood of Jesus and I'm leaving them there, not digging them back up and I'm moving ahead at what I can do For him and what he can do through me. But on a daily basis. I want to examine myself. And I want to look at my life on a daily basis. And I want to say. Hey according to the Bible. I've done this okay. And well I fell short in this. So then I've got something to build on. For the next one. Self-examination. That's something that's important and necessary in our life. How about a single minded zeal. Now when I talk about zeal, I'm talking about something that we're on fire for. So what, what, what kind of desire do you have in your life this morning? What are you on fire for for the next week, for the next month, for the next year? Where do you see yourself a year from now? Focus on that. What, get your mind set upon that. And if it is good and if it is godly and if it is righteous, And if it's following God's will, He's going to bless that. And if you're living in fellowship with Him through Jesus Christ, you're going to be moving forward. And He's going to be blessing that work. And that's what we all want. We want God to bless what direction we're going in because we want that direction to be centered in Him. If we center our thoughts and our life in Christ... Then God's going to appreciate it, and God's going to bless it, and He's going to give us that energy. He's going to give us that excitement. He's going to give us that zeal. We also need to be an example of an absorbing desire. What do I mean by an absorbing desire? That zeal that I was talking about. It needs to be inside of all of us. It needs to be. It needs to be everything in our life, like a sponge. Like a sponge soaks up water. We need to be soaking up the things that God wants in our life. How do we do it? We do it first by reading our Bible. There's no greater time, no better time that can be spent in your life than a little bit of the time every day in God's Word. Whether it is early in the morning or late in the evening, it makes no difference what works for you But if it's going to be, if it's going to absorb into our life, and if we're going to have a desire for serving God, and that's what we have to have, it can't be something that we decide to do. Serving God is not something that we turn over a new leaf to do. Going to church is not something that we turn over a new leaf to do. We turn our heart over to Jesus Christ and we give it to Him and we ask Him to forgive us of our sin. We ask Him to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. We ask Him to make us His own and to come into our heart and to live. And in doing so, we pick up His Word and we start learning from it slowly and gradually and we let it become us. We let it become who we are. He blesses that. He moves us forward. In his work. It moves us forward in his will. It becomes a desire that we have. A desire. We, we won't set a time clock. We won't write it down on a calendar. Read the Bible. It will be in our heart. And we will know when we need to go open it. Same way with prayer. Prayer is not something that's just set on a schedule. I opened this service in prayer. But I also pray morning and evening. I pray different times during the day as the need approaches. Not publicly, but privately. And I want to encourage you to do the same. I want to encourage you to have God have a desire in your heart to talk to Him and for Him to talk to you. It doesn't matter how many preachers come and go in your life and it doesn't matter how many Bible studies come and go in your life. The major thing that's going to influence you and is going to help you is your personal relationship with God. And that's going to take place, as I said, through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Being born again through Him and by Him. And your Bible study and your prayer life and that relationship between the two of you that personal relationship, that will lead to everything. That personal relationship will lead you to where you need to be serving Him. As far as going to church, that personal relationship and that desire will lead you into your into your next move, moving forward, where you need to be and how you need to get there. It will lead you in in getting your life in order and moving forward. And trust me, it does that in everybody, not just you here, but everybody. I know a lot of people outside of here, they have nice homes, they have nice cars, they have good playing jobs, but their lives are a disaster because they don't have anything that they need. They don't have the one thing that they need, and that's Jesus in their life. So I want to encourage you to be that example that right example. I want to also let you know that to be that example, you have to have a sure foundation. You've heard me mention being saved by grace through faith in Christ, accepting Him as your Lord and Savior. That is your sure foundation. Anything that you, that you build your life on has to have a good foundation. I know today we hear a lot of folks talk about the good foundation of an education we hear folks talk about the good foundation of a, of a career, or a good foundation of this or that, and all of those things are necessary, but they are not the foundation. The foundation has to be Jesus Christ. The foundation cannot be a, a preacher. The foundation cannot be a church. It cannot be a denomination. The foundation cannot be any of that. All of those things are good things, and you need those in your life but they will come with the foundation of Jesus Christ. That's how we are the example that we're supposed to be in life. Those things have to come up and they have to come out in our life, but they have to come based upon that foundation of Jesus. Well, we also, to be moved in maturity, we also have to not only know what is true, but we have to know how to respond to it. Knowing what is true in life is good. We have to know that. But then we also have to know how to respond to it. When Paul was talking about, let us therefore as many as be perfect or complete, when Paul said, when we are seeing perfect in Scripture, here it is not as a sinless perfection. It's not as saying never making a mistake. That's not the perfect that the Bible's talking about. It's complete. It's that salvation. is having that relationship with God. It's not lacking anything in our spiritual life. Be thus minded. And if anything, be ye otherwise minded. God shall reveal even this to you. Have your mind set. And your life moving in the right direction. Know the truth. But know how to respond to it as well. And if we fail, and we will fail, I fail daily. God will show us the way. People have a tendency of thinking today that if you're a Christian and if you're in church and if you're living a Christian life, you're not going to fail. You're not going to make a mistake. You can't make a mistake. there's a tendency of thinking out there that says, if you're going to church and you make a mistake, it's over, it's ruined, you had your one chance and you blew it. It don't work that way. That's not God. God deals with people on grace and mercy. God knows that we do not have the ability to live a righteous life inside of ourselves. None of us do. The greatest the greatest evangelist that that has lived in my lifetime, Billy Graham, will be the first one he has said on many of his uh, many of his telecasts, many of his uh, crusades, that he fails God. Well, knowing who he is, if he says he fails God, what hope is there for the rest of us? We will fail God too. But understand this: the good part about God. Is that he knows we're going to fail him. Even doing the very best that we can do. But he's still going to show us. How to recover from it. He's going to show us how to move on. And get it behind us. That's what he wants to do in our lives. He doesn't expect. he do, He's not sitting on his throne. With some hammer waiting to crush us. He's sitting on his throne in heaven. With his hand outstretched. Ready to help us up. Ready to help us up. Waiting for us to reach up to him. It took me a long time in life to realize that about God. A long time in life. Because honestly, so many people were out there. And so many people were beating me down and telling me how worthless I was. So many people were telling me how uh, useless I was. That there was no hope. There was nothing for me. God didn't have anything for me. When I picked up His Word, and I started reading it for myself, and I started answering, letting it answer the questions of life, and I saw that God really did love me. God really did want to take care of me. God wanted to help me. And then I found the people that were giving that advice. They were giving that message. They were preaching it and teaching it and showing it. And I aligned myself with them. I saw who God really was. And instead of pushing away. I reached up. And when I did. His hand was reaching down. And he helped me up. And he still has his hand upon me. Every day of my life. Helping me alone. And that's what he wants in everybody's life. In your lives. And in the lives of all of those out there today. Regardless of where they're at. That's what he wants in their life. Regardless of where they may be. uh, Whatever situation they may be dealing with. Whatever their life may be faced with. Whatever obstacles they may have to overcome. God is there. With his hand outstretched saying, let me give you a hand up. Get you back on your feet and hold to me. So this morning as we close and as, I, as we move on, I want you to think about that and hold that in your heart this week. God is sitting on his throne with his hand outstretched, ready for you to take hold of it. Wanting to help you up and help you along. Not looking back at anything but looking forward where God wants to place you. Having and developing that desire and that zeal to keep hold of Him as you move forward. As we close in prayer this morning if you have any questions or any comments I'll be glad to meet with you after the service and with all, with everything that's said this morning, my prayer is that God will be with you and God will bless you. And that you will reach up to Him to help you along. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You for the time that You've given this morning. Thank You for those that have turned out, those that have came and listened and heard. Lord, we pray that Your hand will be outstretched upon them. We pray that You'll build a hedge around them, that You will help them. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you've done in our lives and what you've done in their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, men. I appreciate your time this morning and appreciate you sharing it with me, okay?